Hello and welcome to Not Sisters Podcast. I'm Emily, the mom. And I'm Taylor, the daughter. And we are on episode 59, Feeling Fine. Ooh, and we're talking about regret. Regret. (laughs) Or, Or I don't even know if I would say like so much regret because... Okay, so to back it up, we're going to be discussing, right? We're going to talk about this book that we both read and we really loved. And it kind of just plays into the fact of living life and all the choices that we make in our lives that make up our life. And the book is called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And I would say that it's... um, a book that's written, I think it's actually for like juveniles, like it's for young readers, mm-hmm. uh, teenagers, or in your case, you probably would have been reading it at age seven. You were so ahead <laughs> of the curve, but uh, it, it's a really easy book to read, mm-hmm. I would say. And it does, trigger warning, it talks about suicide. self-harm mm-hmm. and suicide in the book, but it's done in a way that's kind of like you know it's happening but it is also vague a little bit yeah so i think that younger people could read this book oh and yeah. not be traumatized i think so and it wasn't like i mean they talk about depression and kind of mm-hmm. the way that it looks but i wouldn't say it focuses on it but it definitely brings it up yes and i think that this book is one that you could read over and over and get something different each time. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone has those books that like changed their life. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely was put on my list of books. I think I reflect on it. on I'll reflect back on it and be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's such an interesting concept of mm-hmm. if you could... Uh, so basically the premise of the book is this person is, if she made different choices in her life, what her lives would look like if she had pursued swimming, competitive swimming at a higher level, or if she pursued marrying a man that she didn't marry, or Mm -hmm. so it just, it talks about different lives that she would have had if she would have made different choices. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, I mean, I do, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what would have happened if, okay, let's say I didn't get pregnant as a teenager and I went to college. What would my life look like? You wouldn't have a podcast. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't even imagine that because I can't imagine not having my kids. Uh So like, I don't even, but like, oh, I wonder what kind of job I would have. I wonder if I'd still be living in Sonoma County. My life would be so different, I think. That is weird. I never really looked back on my life and thought like... When we talked about doing this as the podcast, I try to think about choice, different choices that I would make and maybe things that I regret. And I couldn't really think of any big ones, I think, because I'm always just focused on the future. And I believe we also talked about the same similar thing in a past podcast, like regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I feel like, is a little bit of a different spin. I mean regrets maybe but also life choices Mm -hmm. like when we make a choice what happens or what would happen if you made another choice so yeah it's just a it's a cool book I highly recommend everyone to read it (laughs) (laughs) and there's not really any spoilers no there's not any spoilers it you it's a quick read Mm -hmm. I read it in about a week and I was just reading it for like 15 minutes at night Mm -hmm. and you're a fast reader 
Mm-hmm. But I think I read it in, yeah, about a week, too. Yeah. And I'm not as fast as you. Well, before we really deep dive into the book. Okay. We got to do our favorite things of the week. Your your favorite things and uh-huh. your, your fails. <laughs> oh, yeah, and our fails. Ooh, that's a good one. We should do start doing our fails. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go first. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, why, my good thing for the week is I was approved to go four days a week. Um, at my full-time job and it was it's life-changing <laughs> life-changing I have come to realize that sitting in a six by nine room that has no windows and fluorescent lighting is really a downer similar to jail very similar to jail that's a punishment for people in our criminal justice <laughs> system and I just couldn't I was so happy yesterday just looking at the sky and seeing like (laughs) my surroundings and I felt like a totally happy different person and it even though I was busy I had things that I needed to do because I was catching up from being so crazy working Uh I was so happy I was just so happy and even my husband I kept telling him oh my god I just can't believe it I got to be home and there was sunshine coming through the house like I cannot believe how deprived I've been for two years isn't it crazy like you can just get the sun and feel so much better yes and just even like seeing outside you just have to treat yourself like a plant or an animal (laughs) oh my gosh I just started reading the story of jc i always want to say jc duggard but it's oh. not jc duggard it's um the girl who was kidnapped in tahoe yeah i know who you're talking about but i can't i, can't I don't think know now i only name. have that in my jc duggard one of the duggar kids um, yeah not one of not the duggar yeah. kids um and she it's interesting so i'm reading this book it's a horrible book. I don't recommend reading it. I don't want it's to read that. Not all. in the not in the how it's written or her story. Her story is just very horrific. J C Dugard. Okay, I was close. okay. Yeah, J C Dugard. <laughs> J. C. Um, and she, as she's writing the book, she does reflections on each chapter, which I think is cool. But she never regrets like oh i wish i would have been late to school that day like she, she never talked like she never i think if that was me i would have replayed every right. scenario like oh my god if i would have just took in a couple if i would have fought back a little harder and she never does that but the part of the book that i want to talk about is she was given cats by her captor uh-huh. and he would take the cats away because they literally couldn't survive in the room by the like they would pee everywhere they would go crazy they were going crazy yeah and she I wasn't peeing everywhere in my <laughs> office but <laughs> but he would like have to take them away because they literally couldn't survive in the room and yet she's a person in this well that's room. what they do to um like prisoners of war mm-hmm. like when they are like torture like psychological warfare yes and that's what i'm saying like why okay we're going on a little bit of a tangent but I keep seeing more and more things about going to four-day work weeks Mm -hmm. and I 
I will just talk about my own like circle and how that looks, but I do tend to see the people that have been in the workforce for let's say 20 years Mm -hmm. compared to those who have been in the workforce five, 10, maybe even 15 years. The ones that have been in the workforce for a longer amount of time, they're so resistant of going to a four-day work week. Do you think it's because they're like, well, I had to work five days? I 100% believe that. A hundred percent. It's like, oh, well, I wish I could do that. I wish. And don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of support because people, but this is sad. I mean, you should, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter whatever your mm-hmm. choice or reasoning be is like, I want to take care of my kid an extra day a week. Yeah. I selfishly just needed an extra day or whatever. But I think a lot of people realize that I work two jobs and they're both very hard jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't really got a lot of pushback on it, except for like, you know, the more questioning, like, why do people want to go to four day work week? Yeah. And it's like, why not? Have you ever only worked four days a week? (laughs) Do you not feel alive? Right. I mean, I can't, I feel like a whole different person. I wish that I could go to four days a week. I wish that for you. I, it's such a weird balance because I think that when I was working from home, it was so, it was isolating on a different level. Mm-hmm. And so then when I went into work, I was like, wow, like I need to be around people. Right. But the part of being working from home and being able to like be home and mm-hmm. make a lunch and do your laundry was also freeing too. And you know, that was also a different kind of time. I mean, that was in the middle of COVID where you were completely isolated from mm-hmm. people. Like we weren't even doing family things. So you yeah. weren't like I would come by. You were in my bubble yeah. circle. So, you know, I would come by and bring you lunch and we'd sit there mm-hmm. and have lunch. like you needed that. You needed yeah. to see like the outside world because you and here's another weird thing. I look back on you being home working during COVID. You literally would not get up out of your seat. You were working. I I'm know. Like, Girl, stressful. Go walk around the block. <laughs> like, go walk. Outside. I need to get one of those uh, work from home jobs where people are like in Target. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like doing their job from Target. No, but it's definitely, I just. I, wish. I think there's a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy going in and seeing my coworkers and being in my department. Oh yeah, I forgot I how to that. talk to people. Mm-hmm. I like couldn't have a conversation. I'm still like recovering my social skills. And it's it's so true. Like you have kids that don't know how to, or I mean adults mm-hmm. even that don't. They forgot how to engage. They've become mute. On a different <laughs> tangent, but kind of relative. The last captive orca in Canada passed away. Aww. But I that's, like that he's free. I know he's free. Or it was a girl. Aww. She's free. Those poor orcas. I know. They're so smart. On a scarier note, orcas <laughs> are my favorite, my absolute favorite animal. And there's a pod of two orcas. I forget where they are. I want to say that they're in Africa. They're in somewhere hot because I was like surprised. Like yeah, it was, they're like, everywhere. Africa. Yeah. These guys are everywhere. They're lurking. Mm-hmm. And these two orcas have figured out how to rip out the liver of sharks and suck it out. And they don't eat through the shark's 
skin because it wears down their teeth and so they're getting the most fatty part of the shark by just sucking out the liver like yeah, they little incise incisors yes, and they're teaching other orcas how to do that <laughs> and it's really effective all the sharks have fleed from that area and so people are kind of worried because they're like what is the environment going to look like without like the apex predator mm-hmm. and so to be continued <laughs> <laughs> to be continued yeah. but i'm like how did they figure out where the they're liver so was smart. like their smell and you can't tell me that animals don't have thoughts feelings oh orcas like, have a I, whole different part of yeah. their brain that they can activate i could go this podcast could just all be about or maybe we'll have to do that <laughs> you're so excited about it so that was my good thing um while you tell your good thing i gotta figure out a fail i know i've had a fail uh, oh i i did fail at going to the gym but i chose sleep over gym because my allergy medicine was really kicking my butt. <laughs> just knocked you out. Yes, I was so <laughs> out of it. My failure this week was I'm trying to do some spring cleaning and I'm going to work on it today. But to like the pregame to my spring cleaning was every day after work, I was going to spend one 30 minute block cleaning something. So I did my night. So the first day I did my nightstand, the second day I did under my bed, and then I just completely fell off. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though. So today I, like, have all the things, vacuum-sealed bags, trash bag, like, I'm ready to go and clean out. And I also am going to try on every piece of clothing I own Ugh, because I saw – It sounds so exhausting. I saw it on TikTok, and it, that's, like, so helpful because then you try it on, and you're like, ew, Ooh, why do I have right. this? And to be fair, you have small storage space in closet. Yeah. It's like, it's I, insane. It's, I don't even think I could use it because it's so overwhelmingly small. Yeah. It's, it's so small. So I feel like I have to do this every three mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. And then my boyfriend, he like, poor thing, he has like no closet. And, um, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go through the closet, blah, blah. And Lee was like, yeah, I'm going to go through my clothes too. And I was like, I... I don't think you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice of you. He was trying to help. I know. I was like, I think you're good. (laughs) So you said you're fail, but what's your... Oh, uh, my good thing was I had fry bread twice this week. (gasps) You're so lucky. So lucky. My boss makes such good fry bread. And my other good thing was that I saw baby goats on the way over here. Oh. Your neighbors have little goats. The ones right here. Uh-huh. Oh, they must have just been born. They're then. so small. Like, oh, they look cute. like they could be fit in your hand. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. I'll have to, to go outside and look. Mm-hmm. So those are my good things. Those are those are great things. Mm-hmm. And the sun is out. The sun's out. Hopefully, everyone makes good choices today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> no, okay. so... This book, I feel like we kind of already did a synopsis on it. We we did do the synopsis, so basically it, it is exactly what we just said. It's did we say kinda, the name of it? Yeah, I did. So <laughs> the name and the author, um, it just goes through what her life would look like if she had made different choices. So mm-hmm. the library is kind of the setting, so each book represents a different life that she has taken and when she goes into the library she's given a really heavy book and it's the book of regrets and oh i forgot about that every book corresponds to one of the regrets so as she reads the book for that regret that book disappears okay i totally forgot about the book of regrets so that must be why i wasn't thinking about the regrets Mm -hmm. but now that makes sense okay i I just like regrets are such a hard thing because I think that 
the path that you're on brings you to where you need to be and the lessons that you need to learn. And I think that throughout the book, it's kind of like where it's like, oh, if you could trade lives with somebody, you would rather have your problems. Yes. I don't have huge regrets in my life, I feel like. I, I Again, I think about like, oh, if I made a different choice, mm-hmm. what that would look like or would I still be in the same place? But for the most... <laughs> I was telling my husband the other day, though, I go, you know, your life is funny. I go, because... You- oh, God, how did I put it? I said, like, your the the biggest and best things that happen in your life are also because of the biggest mistakes in your life. <laughs> and he and then when we were talking about it like uh, for example, I had said after my divorce I would 100% not date anybody that drove a big truck. <laughs> and he didn't have a big truck. He had a little Honda Accord or whatever. And then the night that we officially started dating, he sold his Honda and bought a big truck. And so when he went to come pick me up, he showed up in this big truck. And I was like, uh, well then, you know, obviously we started dating, we got married, everything was great. But so the night that he sold his Honda, he made the biggest mistake of buying his truck because then it just ended up just being like, well, it wasn't a big mistake because the reason why Lee and I got together was because JP and Lee had the same truck and they became friends of the the white they truck? had the same white truck and so they became friends they at the moving. gym i thought they were friends before that i think it was like just like another thing that oh, they were that, like, like oh, connected like, and bonded over yeah so you're saying thank you jp for buying yeah the big truck. <laughs> see but i was saying like his biggest one of his biggest financial mistakes was buying that stupid truck because i kept telling him buy one of these houses like buy yeah. one of these houses and like he was like, oh, it's not in the town that I want it to be in. And oh, it doesn't. my God. He had all these things. Yeah. And so he went and bought a truck. Well, if he would have bought the place that I told him to buy, he would have made like millions. Of like millions of dollars. Yeah, my biggest regret was not buying any houses in the 2008 recession. <laughs> when you were five. When I was in eighth grade, I really regret not putting all my money into housing. <laughs> I regret that too. <laughs> I also regret when I worked at Mill Valley, so many people told me to buy Bitcoin but you had to send a wire. And I was oh. like, I I don't know. Like, this I didn't, I was like, I, I don't know about wires. Like, you can't, I can't open my app and see the Bitcoin. And I'm like, why didn't I just put a thousand dollars in? <laughs> so when I was looking up regrets, there's two different kinds of regrets. There's one where you regret not doing something. And then there's a regret where you regret the action of doing something. And that makes sense and then once I read that I realized that I regret not saying things or not speaking up yeah but I mean not enough to be life-changing I guess yeah again I think I recall us talking about this before with the two types and I would say I think we're both getting a lot better about speaking up Mm -hmm. when we see things and it's not getting so, it's not so hard anymore to say something to speak up. Um, I'm so working on when something doesn't feel right in my gut and I'm just silent. Like something happened this week (laughs) where something weird happened and I was like, why didn't I just say something? Like, yeah, what like, are you what, doing? What's happening? What are, yeah, what's going what's on here? <laughs> I need to get better at like listening think, to that weird feeling in my stomach. I think because maybe of the pandemic and sometimes when those inside thoughts 
are being said in my head, they sometimes accidentally come out of my mouth. I wish that would happen to me. So I think sometimes I'm like, what is going on here? And like... <laughs> All social norms are gone yeah. since the pandemic. Maybe this is a good like reset where you can just like start saying start, things, start be it. more direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the regrets are if one, the regret is things that you didn't do and then things that you did do. Mm-hmm. Those two. So like jobs you didn't take or maybe jobs you did take. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, I look at it in a light uh, so just jobs for example uh-huh. like believe me there were there's been a couple jobs I've taken where it, I 100% knew like day one yeah being there for one hour that I was <laughs> not going to be staying for a long time and but those jobs also got me to the next step mm-hmm. of what I needed to do so yeah I mean w- Again, what would the book look like if you hadn't taken that job? Mm-hmm. Like, what would, would it would it get you somewhere else, or would it have got you to the other place faster? Mm-hmm. And guess. it's the butterfly effect too, because other people were affected in her lives, and sometimes mm-hmm. they were affected negatively, and sometimes they were affected positively. So even though her life looked really good, her the people that she cared about didn't. <laughs> right, that's so true. The effects that your life choices makes on other people, mm-hmm. or how it you're connected to people, yeah. Yes. So there was a book that a woman wrote after working in a nursing home. And she wrote about the most, the top regrets, the top five regrets. Yes. And I don't know what it's called and I don't know what her name is. But, oh. <laughs> but I stole her, her regrets. <laughs> the what, what they were saying. Yeah. The, the people in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. So the number one regret is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even a half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. So the book is called The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, and it says where shares the stories so the author's last name is Ware, which actually this is interesting that you brought this up because I is have her name Brownie, uh, Brawny, oh. Brawny, and Brownie. <laughs> I love my glasses. <laughs> Brawny Ware, and it's called the Top Five Regrets of the Dying: A Life Transformed by the Dearly Departing. I think that's definitely a regret that people because being true to yourself. We I say this every podcast: be nice, be a good person, do you, and you're you will be so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be our new opening motto in our podcast <laughs> with like inspirational music. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. When you don't live true to yourself, you're gonna have a bad time. I know, or just and I think. I mean, it kind of looks differently for each person and the reasons why they wouldn't. Okay, so this is kind of a general example. But if you think about women who in, let's say, the 40s and 50s, like they are expected to graduate from high school, get married, raise family, be home. And then the, and again, this is kind of a very white, black and white look at Mm -hmm. something. So do they regret not going to college? Do they regret not going to school? Do they regret having children? Like maybe that's not something that they wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. they were expected to do that. 
And I have met women that are like, when I met them years ago, they were older. They were, there was this one lady that I met. She was um, a patient. She's probably now since passed because she was pretty, fairly old. She was probably in her 80s. And -hmm. this was maybe 15 years ago. And she was so cool. And she didn't have kids. I don't know if she didn't have kids or not, but she went to Berkeley when it was, or no, UCLA, when it was free. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Yes. And she went there as a woman going there in the yeah. whatever, the 40s or 50s, whatever it yeah. is. And she had this whole life and I would talk to her about just, she was just this really cool lady. Yeah. And I'm like, how, I wonder what she had to deal with to go on that direction yeah definitely very exiled especially like oh that lady's and especially wild in yes and with like men she's that unmarried woman (laughs) like showing up at classes and then not only would she i'm sure would have to deal with the prejudice of the male students but then also the female students who are like what's this woman doing in this class yeah you know where because she's different from them uh-huh. i i wish i would have even got more information for her but uh-huh. like obviously you know i'm ju- i'm checking her in and we're talking yeah. but she would come on a regular basis so i'd always be like oh my gosh hey yeah. how's it going and i'd get little tidbits about her life and so that's just one example of maybe it's hard to go like it's hard to go one direction because you're so expected to do well, another. Society has expectations mm-hmm. for you. Your friends have expectations. Like every single person has this idea of you and they like think that they have you figured out and they like already create a whole life. Like, oh, that's Taylor. She does this and that and that. Mm-hmm. And when you do something that doesn't go against their narrative of you, people are like not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think um, when... I mean, even like a parent's concern of, because mm-hmm. I even remember when I had told um, my mom that I was going to get my real estate license and I could tell like from her like inflection that she was kind of like, huh, do you really think that's Because yeah. she's always been like, she's a worker. She goes out, she's responsible. She clocks in. Mm-hmm. She does, she does what, like she's society. been working. She's the perfect society. Right. Member. Following the, what is expected. And, um, I remember she would always say like, Oh, I, I, something about, she loved this class at the JC where it was like a park ranger type of class uh-huh. where you learned about, I don't know, the outside. And I remember her always talking about this and like how, and I, and then also she would have made an excellent archaeologist. Yeah. Like she would have been amazing, Uh but like, you know, she got out of high school, she took some classes, she got married, she had kids and Uh then she did her, what her duty. But like, what if she made, I mean, I might not be around if she would have went (laughs) either. Yeah. You either. If she would have went and become a ranger or like, what does that look like? I just always want to live like your rich aunt, like the cool (laughs) aunt that like is single and is like, didn't come to Easter because she's in Europe. (laughs) Like what would your rich, cool aunt do? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's not to say that some people aren't meant to be moms and aren't meant to be wives. Like some people love to be, Mm -hmm. that's like what their dream is. Mine. Yeah. Like they just want to be a mom and you can Mm -hmm. tell those people that just like, that's what they want to do. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely me and Liz. Uh huh. Yeah, I totally. always think back to her about like her excitement she would have and uh-huh. 
um, just being a part of the class and yeah. being there for her kids. And uh, yeah, so I think it's hard, something in life where you're, but then we have those people that are pushing, pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. and they're going out and they're doing it. And um, oh, so going back to like with the real estate, when I told grandma, I could tell she was kind of like a little worried, Yeah. but now like she'll send me a message and be like, Oh, you're doing so, you know, she'll say you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's definitely scary trying something new and going outside of the box, whatever it might look like, but you never know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the narrative that people had for you, Mm -hmm. but you love it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you're having the best time, best of, time of my life <laughs> so the second going oh, talking about work the second top biggest regrets was i wish i hadn't worked so hard all of the men i nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence i could see that four day work week four day <laughs> work week four day work week and, and being flexible with are humans yeah and men i feel like also if i was a man i would feel like i immediately would have to get this high paying job to like support my family and i feel like men aren't given as many opportunities to like explore hobbies or they are because i think i like the the men i mean even but men like don't really sign up like i would sign up for like a ceramic painting class (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe they do have weird hobbies. I think they have hobbies. Like I would say, my in law, my father in law, he is a worker. He is a worker, and he mm-hmm. works so hard. But he also has his huge, massive garden, mm-hmm. and he like does the where you um, put different seeds together. I forget what it's called. Like oh. high, high. I don't know where you yeah uh, graph. High things together yeah hybrid he studies it and he does it and that is his hobby he loves growing things yeah maybe they do have Hmm. (laughs) we need a man on this podcast podcast to put in what they want to say yeah and i don't know i well maybe it's where we live but i also feel a shift kind of even more so from when 20 years ago of my fellow women friends where they are really starting to step into themselves and like Mm -hmm. find things that they enjoy to do and you know I have a friend who she professional business owner mom she did all the things and she finally took a step back because she was like I need this for myself Mm -hmm. and she's I'm telling you, all of my relatives and my friends who are retired, they are living their best Mm -hmm. lives. Like, they look fabulous. They look happy. They're glowing. They're glowing. Like, I am looking forward to retirement. Uh This is what it looks like on them. They look fabulous. All of them. Maybe they think that of us, like, being in work and also (laughs) having that work-life balance. Like, I didn't have other hobbies when I was working like that yeah and I mean even my friend who I'm talking about she had sent me a text we're supposed to meet up and she's like I can't believe how you do it all you're like doing you know work so much but still making times for your friends and family and now with the one day extra I feel like I can just really thrive freedom and then it's funny because um I think it was my husband he said 
oh, like, are you just, are you going to relax? Not just, but yeah. are you going to relax? And he goes, actually, you probably already have your time filled. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I could take a class. Yeah. I could, I could learn how to make a I pot. I could volunteer. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like I could go walk a dog at the, the humane <laughs> society, dog. you know, just like the, the, if we allowed people to have... We could contribute so much more to society. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, definitely there's going to be people out there that yeah. aren't. But I would like to believe uh-huh. that there are people that would. I think that even the people that don't, like, don't have that much... Drive. Drive. <laughs> would still, like, find their own little hobbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about there was this guy at Target. We took Lee's um, nieces to Target, mm-hmm. and this cashier was like LARPing, like live action role playing, oh, while he was. I think I checked <laughs> on me before too. Did he talk in the Irish accent? Yeah, I think so. Was it at the downtown? Yeah. One? Yes. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but dude, and we were buying stuff for. Um, what is that holiday called? St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. And so he was like, have you ever seen an elephant? <laughs> and the girls were like staring at him. And I was like, man, that guy's so happy. Like just he working at yeah. <laughs> scaring these he, kids. Well, he was kind of scaring me for a minute too when he was, because he was kind of doing the same thing, but not yeah. in the Irish. He was talking about like, I think his gaming or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but then I had purchased, I was purchasing something, but it didn't have the price scan. And I was like, oh, well, I think it was this much. And he goes, "Hmm, you know what? We'll just give it to you for $10. And I was like, fabulous. (laughs) Go on, sir. Go on. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He had a good Irish accent. (laughs) He has a lot of accents, I think. Okay. He's living this. He has hobbies outside of working at Target. (laughs) He's intermingling his hobbies. He's happy. He seems happy. He's happy. All right, the okay. third regret. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settle for a mediocre existence and never become who they're truly capable of becoming. Many develop illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result. I feel like I express my feelings very much so. Mm-hmm. Same with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very emotional. <laughs> you, don't, you do not want to be a bitter person. It will come out of your skin... <laughs> It'll come out of your eye. Your hair will be dull for the rest yeah. of your life. <laughs> if you are you a do, bitter, angry if person. If you're a bitter, angry person, you look weathered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so note to people out there, don't become a bitter person. You, and that's when or you do transform about, I, okay, into a Karen. And don't get me wrong. Like, okay, maybe something has happened in their lives and over and over where they came to this. But, like... Pull yourself together, man. Just like do something for you. Yeah. yeah. Do something. Read an inspirational mm-hmm. book. Do something. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Often they would not truly realize the full benefits of old friends until their dying weeks, and it was not always possible to track them down. Many had become so caught up in their own lives that they had let golden friendships slip by over the years. There were many deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and effort they deserved. I won't have that regret. <laughs> I I keep in touch with yeah yeah, but it's so important to keep yeah. in like make time. Like I always try to do. You're really good at that. something at least once a week mm-hmm. with someone else because mm-hmm. like your relationship with your significant other is so important because like you're gonna be 
with them 24 mm-hmm. 7 but you're also going to be with them 24 7 and you need to have other friends right <laughs> and other friends teach you so much and mm-hmm. you learn things from them and i love all my friends yeah they always have such cool things to offer yes. make yeah. you laugh mm-hmm. like just, just it's say just inappropriate feels... things <laughs> <laughs> exactly Number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. This is a surprisingly common one. Many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others, to themselves, that they were content. I think we're really good at change. And we've talked about that before. Yes. We go, we're like almost ex- to the point of we get it, even though it's scary, we're also excited. Well, sometimes even for me, when there isn't a lot of change in my life, I'm like, I need to stir shake, up something. You need to shake something <laughs> up in yeah. there. Yeah. But I think change is good. It teaches you a lot of lessons. It mm-hmm. keeps your brain active. Mm-hmm. It's always good to be open to everything and all the new things coming into your lives. Yes. So I have some celebrity regrets. Oh. So one of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> one of Steven Spielberg's most famous films is now one of his biggest regrets. During an interview, the famed director was asked how he would feel being on a desert island surrounded by shark infested waters, which he used as an opportunity to instead address the negative impact of Jaws on the world's perception of sharks. That's one of the things I fear, not to get eaten by a shark, but that the sharks are somehow mad at me for the feeding frenzy of crazy <laughs> sport fishermen that happened after 1975, which I truly, and to this day, regret the decimation of the shark population because of the book in the film. I truly regret that. Oh, I know. He looks at the big impact that his decision of, like... He got everyone scared of sharks. I mean, in, don't get me wrong. If I was in some water with sharks, I don't need that movie to really tell me. They really should have been scared of the orcas. <laughs> the liver-sucking orcas. Uh, and human beings. Yeah, I think that's really cool that he was able to acknowledge that, though. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a big That's a big one. That's a, bi- that's a big I'm, regret. I'm glad I don't have a big regret like that. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't. I'm not the sole reason for the shark <laughs> declination. Yes. yes. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. She has said her biggest photo regret is when she got engaged and showed off the ring with short nails instead of instead of long ones. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I just wouldn't have taken the photo. Like, just wait. Just wait. And like, who even? I mean, how many times has she been married? Like, it's not gonna. I know. I wonder which engagement that was. Mm-hmm. We have to look back and see what the photo. Where is. her short nails are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Timberlake regrets that. He didn't support Janet more after the media storm that followed the wardrobe malfunction live on air. <laughs> I love when men regret not supporting women. <laughs> you eat that regret. Yes. You feel bad every night. Well, now he's married to Jessica Biel, and I'm sure like she cause has made him more aware. Oh, of, mm-hmm. I mean, he was younger. Yeah, and I feel like that's such an awkward thing where you're like, oh, that's their problem. You're like, like I'm, I'm so glad it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jennifer Garner. I wish I'd known to wait for marriage until I was 30 or over. She wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. She confessed about her two and a half year marriage. That one must have not been to Ben Affleck, that marriage. Oh, I have no idea who that yeah. was about. 
Because I don't, she was married to him longer. But so yeah. there are statistics that you can follow to help you make better choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you wanted to know about the one statistic of actually people regretting getting married. Oh, yeah. you. Were... We should have looked up that one and how many people regret having kids. Well, I did. I oh, looked you did? Up, yeah. So it, this is just one study. One study of nearly 900 people who had been through a divorce found that only 39% of them regretted getting married. Why would six out of 10 think a marriage that didn't work was still a good choice? Oh, because of the things that it taught them, the places would, it brought you. I would say so too. Like I, I mean, I don't regret getting married at all. Like I know it was pretty negative after when mm-hmm. I was going through the breakup, but like I had my family, I had my kids. Yeah. We both were very much on the same page with our parenting choices, and so I could see where people because you you wouldn't want to regret something that you had something beautiful out of. Yeah, like it, it's so. Oh, there people actually are okay. Yeah, with that. I think they should ask that question maybe a month out of breaking up, and then maybe five years later because they <laughs> might have a different answer. They're in a different tunnel. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, so. The ways that you can avoid regret. These are the questions that you can ask yourself. What do I really, really, really want? Where am I holding back? What will I congratulate myself for having the courage to do right now? What part of myself do I really need to honor and be true to, even if this goes against others' expectations? What really makes me feel happy and alive? How can I make my happiness and my truth my number one priority? I love those. Yeah, I think those are all really good questions. I, so this was something I had been wanting to talk to you about for a while because you had posted on our um, Instagram Mm -hmm. and you had done it as a story and it was, I think you took it from another post and it was from Twitter, I believe. Oh yeah. So his name is Sahil Bloom and I didn't look him up. I just, that's his name. Yeah, I just stole his thing. But um, he had a lot, and I think it had to do with the same type of thing. He was talking to like older people. I don't know if it was in a nursing home or whatever, but mm-hmm. like what they would choose to do until, or not until over, like regrets mm-hmm. or what they like wish s- they would have done. Small on a smaller scale. Yeah, and he had some really cool ones that were easy. Um, I was thinking maybe we could because there's a lot of them, so maybe we'll just do a couple. Uh, I thought this one was really cool and it kind of pertains to what we just were talking about, but it says, don't fear sadness as it tends to sit right next to love. Mm -hmm. And that, it almost made me tear up because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Anything that brings you sadness, it's because of love. Uh Uh-huh. That's so funny because I saw something like that and it said, when you feel anger it's stemming from grief oh yeah so, so those people that are angry you're actually grieving, grieving a choice you did or didn't yes make. the same similar type of thing um so i'll just read a couple of them it says do one good deed every single day but never tell anyone about it yes emphasis on don't tell anyone don't about it. don't tell anybody no one needs to know mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, treat your body like a house. You're, you have to live in it for another 70 years. Yes. <laughs> like, that one's hard to do sometimes. I know. I like to fill my house with candy. <laughs> <laughs> I like potato chips. 
Um, <laughs> My house is a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of goes with the saying of like, don't go to bed mad or whatever. Tell your partner you love them every night before falling asleep. Someday you'll find the other side empty and wish you could. Oh, that's kind of sad. That's really sad. I know that one was sad. I like the other one better. Don't mm-hmm. fear sadness as it sits next to love. Dance at weddings until your feet are sore. Yes. Oh my God. When Lee and I went to that wedding, we just went to a couple weeks ago. We had this guy come up to us and he was like, I just have to say, you knew all the moves pointing to Lee. <laughs> and he was like, and you knew the lyric to every song. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause you tell me that all the time. Yeah. And so does Lee. He's like, how do you know every song? I know every song. It could be like a rap song. It could be a country <laughs> song. It could be like a blink 182. Yeah. It, it was super be- cute. I was like, oh, he noticed that. Yeah. So you were giving enjoyment to someone watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, is she going to know that song? <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> Uh, this one, it says now and then break out the fancy china and drink the good wine for no reason at all. Yes. And you we do that. We, I use all my good things. Mm-hmm. I use my best face cream. I put on my best clothes now. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Do not save anything. Do for not later. save anything because it could burn down in a fire. You could not have it tomorrow. You could, you be, could be dead, dead tomorrow. <laughs> Your skin really needs that moisturizer. Yeah. Uh, time doesn't heal anything when it comes to relationships. Don't delay difficult conversations. Yes, 100%. And we've talked about that before. Like, okay, if you know that you're going to break up with someone or you need to tell someone, just do it. Just get it over with. Don't wait for the trip. Mm -mm. If you feel any sort of way, (laughs) just break up. (laughs) Uh, And then you can always go back if it's, if it's meant to be. Yeah. Find the things that make your eyes light up. Do more of those. Drugs. <laughs> your pupils are old. Um, mine is going out to get food. food. I love just oh my sitting god. there and just looking at everything. Oh my god, yesterday I wanted to go out to dinner so bad. And I was looking at Catelli's menu and was, I was like think I was like in I was dreaming it. I was daydreaming about like eating a good <laughs> meal with like I'm so in that. Uh-huh. I love that. Um Oh, this one's a great one. Always remind yourself that your track record of making it through your bad days is perfect. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, if something has a minor issue, repair it. Minor issues become major issues over time. Applies equally to love, friendships, health, and home. And then another one is the most damning lie you can tell is the lie you tell yourself. And then no one has ever argued their way to happiness. <laughs> That's funny. No one's ever argued. And there is a few more. Do you want me to just say them? Sure. Okay. So. I'm enjoying these. You're enjoying them? Okay. Uh, let's see here. There's a lot. Maybe we should save some for the next one. If you're going to lose a fight, make sure the other person thinks twice before fighting you again. that one is like hold my hoops i'll knock someone out for real (laughs) getting old is no picnic but it's much better than the alternative being younger (laughs) dead oh (laughs) you're being a baby i feel it 
You may occasionally disappoint others, but make sure to never disappoint yourself. Yes. That's disappoint kind of, everyone else. Yeah, but as long as you're... Yeah. I mean, take care of your responsibilities, but, you know... Yeah. Yeah, take care of kids. That's <laughs> Take care of pets. <laughs> never let a good friendship atrophy, which is what you were talking about. Send the mm-hmm. text, make the call, plan the trip. Good fresh friendships must be treasured. Mm-hmm. And that's what you mentioned. I've been trying to lately, like, if someone comes in my mind, just text them immediately. Be like, oh my Ooh. god, I was thinking about you. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Are the people surprised um, when they... Normally they'll just like send a little text back or something, but it's always good to mm-hmm. stay in touch or like a memory. That you yes, have. that's cool. I like that. Um, the good old days are always happening right now. That is so true. I agree. I just lately you just gotta live every life. I know. every day. <laughs> Because you think back when it was like, sometimes you think back and it was hard and you're like, but there was a lot of good things in there. So the good old days are happening right now. They are. Yeah. And I think when you do experience loss or you grieve, you're like, oh, those were good old days when I was walking bullet in the freezing ass cold, (laughs) you know? And it's like, I don't really, uh, I'm kind of glad I don't have to walk in the freezing cold, but but it was, we had moments together. Uh Um, let's see. If it's a rate, if it's raining on a warm summer summer evening, go outside and dance in it. I mean, I that enjoy doesn't really it. call to my soul. That doesn't call to my soul, but I would say I would sit in it and not sit in the rain, but like enjoy it, like yeah. for its for what it is. Uh huh. But it also said summer evening, which we don't have very often ever. No. We're usually in a drought. Yeah. So that doesn't call to our soul because it doesn't. But happen. I think it is just like enjoying the little things. Mm-hmm. Like if you're swimming in the ocean and you're like, oh, this feels good. Like I'm a little dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Like just have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy it. Taking no risk is the big- biggest risk you can take. Regret from inaction is always more painful than regret from action. So true. Mm-hmm. Do you regret not going and saying something or doing something or absolutely getting that ice cream lee has taught me like what's the worst they could say no mm-hmm. which i feel like i because i used to always be like oh they're probably just gonna say no and now i always just like ask, ask whether no matter what it is uh this one is a good one for me it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be wonderful mm-hmm. when in doubt love we can always use more love mm-hmm. um this one's kind of a funny one. I probably would start laughing, and maybe that's why it's on here. It said, when you're feeling down, smile at yourself in the mirror for a full minute. Ew, that's I like know. a smile. Like the clown. Like the, yeah. <laughs> but I know that I does. I will not be participating. <laughs> I know that does work in some things when you have to, like, pump yourself up to do something, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and you tell yourself, I can do this. I can do this. Like, Get it is a form. Together. Yeah. Like, slap yourself around and get yourself together. Yeah. Uh, travel as much as you can, collect one token from every trip to remember it by. And that was it. I like the tokens. <laughs> I just would enjoy the trip. I feel like I don't even necessarily need a token. Yeah. The, um, the JC Dugar, Dugar oh, yeah. book, <laughs> she would, after she was like set free what i don't know how was she, she was, was she rescued or was she released i think she was rescued 
Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I haven't got to the end yet. <laughs> but ever since then, all of her friends and family, she asks from them if they go somewhere to bring her back a pine cone. And so she has pine cones from like all over. And then she worked it through with her therapist and a pine cone was the last thing she tried to grab onto before she was taken. Ooh, chills, man. Isn't that Ew. horrible? Yeah, that's terrible. That's a happy little note to end <laughs> Definitely read the Midnight Library and not uh, GC's... <laughs> survival story oh my goodness all right so hope you guys have lots of failures and good days out there yeah don't get kidnapped uh but thanks for listening enjoy your sunday and your week and there's more rain to come yeah uh let us know of your failures and successes and if you have any good regrets yeah good regrets Mm -hmm. that would be fun to here yeah <laughs> what is a regret <laughs> all right thanks and, for listening oh go ahead. <laughs> oh i was gonna say like if you do have regrets just live in delusion and convince yourself that it actually went the other way <laughs> it went the other way okay bye bye <laughs>